Warning! The following podcast may contain language and subject matter not suitable for all ages or everyone. If you don't like what you're listening to, please press stop. In this episode of the Tang Warner Podcast. I don't remember exactly. I think it was probably just we both got drunk and we were just talking about, hey man, what do you what do you like to do? What's your hobby? Learn how to play all of that well, you know, music to my liking. And uh, so I was able to play with a lot of different bands after, even after I graduated from high school, I went to university and I uh, got my first guitar in middle school and started playing from there. So, so middle school, not to give away your age or nothing like that. That so would have been... We're, we're talking about what? About 20 years ago. I was going to say five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been playing, been able to, like, this is the longest time that I've played with anybody here in Korea, for sure. Or actually, in, in my lifetime. Yeah, I've seen Ben and you guys play at various places like mm. BK House in the past. You're tuned in to the Chang Wanner, the social media podcast for Changwon City, South Korea, with your host, Scott and D. It's the Chang Wanner podcast, the podcast that brings you some of the lives of people living and working here in South Korea, and Changwon in particular. I'm your host, Scott. Today, D's busy, so he's not joining us. But we got a special podcast. We've got a band here at the podcast. They're called No English. No English, correct? No yes. English. That's no it. English. That's us. So uh, I'll introduce each of the members of the band. We have Quentin sitting across from me. How's it going, Quentin? Good. Thanks, man. Thank you for having us. No problem. And we have Jose. How's it going? You're so polite, Thank you for having us. That's so nice of you. You've got to do that. So and nice. sitting beside me, we have Ben. There's probably not too many Koreans listening to this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. If that's the case, thanks for inviting us. There we go. <laughs> so their, their band will be playing at Next Bar on December 10th, which is a Saturday around 10.30. And, uh, yeah, so anybody who can get out to that just before Christmas, right? It's about, what, two weeks before Christmas? Two weeks before Christmas, yeah. It's just, we were thinking it was the cutoff uh, before we would have to play any Christmas music. We figured if it was one week later, people would want to hear Jingle Bell Rock. And uh, so. I wasn't having it. We, yeah, Jose said, we're not doing Christmas music. I think that's fair. I think there's been Christmas creep for far too long right after Halloween. It's Santa Claus in all of the department stores, so we're fighting back against that. We're going to just play some good old rock and roll. So that's the next bar. December 10th, and I'm going to start off with Quentin. Quentin, where are you originally from? Well, I'm, uh, I'm from South Africa, and well, on the east side, um, from in South Africa, uh, that's Durban. So, uh, yeah, right in the mountains and beautiful countryside, yeah. And you play the bass yeah. in the band? Yeah, I, I've actually I've been playing bass for a long time very seriously too mm. so yeah uh, bass has always been my instrument mm-hmm. yeah. and sitting beside him is Jose Jose where are you originally from <clears throat> well that's a little bit Be- of a loaded question it's right? complicated it's complicated <laughs> I am a beside uh, your mom <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was born in Mexico City Mexico City yeah yeah but uh, my family immigrated to Canada when I was yeah you want the mic a little closer a little bit alright He's yeah. not a vocalist. I'm not a vocalist. I'm a, I'm <laughs> no. a, I'm a percussionist slash 
everything else. But yeah, we immigrated to Canada and uh, yeah, I grew up there. Stark contrast from 20 million to 5,000. That was a lot of fun. So let's not talk about that. That's as far as I'm All like. right. And so beside me, we got Ben. Ben, where are you originally from? I'm from Pittsburgh, PA. Pittsburgh, so one, Pennsylvania. One American. One American. And no English in this band. Not a single one. No. <laughs> I'm not going to get into politics. South African, Mexican, Canadian, and American. No politics. No, I just, I just no. mean there literally isn't any, anyone. So, uh, Quentin, when, when did you first come to Korea? I've been from in Korea for, for roughly two and a half years. I've been here. And uh, actually, I met my girlfriend in South Africa, who is now my wife. Uh, we, we finished university together, and then she's Korean. And then, yeah, then we decided to come up to Korea for yeah, just to kind of travel and, and all that. And then, yeah, we ended up getting married. And yeah, so now, now I'm still here. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I originally planned to, to be here for you, but yeah, Korea's been good to me. So yeah, I've cool. stayed here up until now. So yeah, so far, so good. And Jose, I think you're similar to me. We're around the same age. I think you've been here. Oh, man. Quite a while. Yeah, it, similar. Hurt. it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've been here since 2000. December 2004. 2004. So, yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been two years in Busan. Uh, I worked there in a hot one. <clears throat> Didn't like it. Then I heard about the English uh, public school program in Gimei. So, yeah, I got on that. And it's, it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good gig. It's a really good gig. And quiet. The game is pretty quiet, so I'm pretty happy there. But yeah, I'm at the end of the tether, so I'm, I'll, I'll probably be going back home sometime soon in the next year. All you guys are living in Gimei now, or that area? With the exception of me. I used to live in Gimei. I live in uh, Suyong, in Busan now. Okay. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm in Jinyong. That's more countryside, so. But yeah, I often work in Changwon and Gimei. But uh, yeah, my home is in Jinyong. Yeah. I, li I like the countryside. I'm not so much of a city guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know of any countryside in this country. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, get, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> you mean the mountains, where the mountains yeah, grow? Yeah, little, few, uh, the fewer people, the better, you know? Yeah. And Ben, when did you first come to Korea? 2009. I uh, was working way north of Seoul. I was almost as far north as you can get before you hit the uh, checkpoints uh, in uh, Pochun. And uh, yeah, it was all right. Uh, I think it was pretty rural. You say there's no rural places here, but I, I mean, if you want to find one, just take a, a bus out of Dong Seoul Terminal, go north about an hour, and uh, it's just rice fields and uh, bars. And lots of guys from the 8th Division of the Korean Army. You get those A-10 warthogs flying over and uh, the Apache helicopters. It's uh, it's a trip teaching elementary school. You know? A is for Apache. I hear the chickens in my country school. There you go. See? But I don't, I don't, we don't get the Apaches. We just get the chickens. Yeah. For me, when I was there, I was like looking. I'm like, look at that thing, man. That's great. And all the kids are just like, this happens every day. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> so. <laughs> so did all of you... Uh just live around that in the same place or did like Jose you've lived in different areas no well I lived in Busan for my first two years but I lived in Gimei for the last you know whatever it is I, I lost count but I'm in the same place same apartment buildings so Busan Gimei Busan Gimei yeah Quinn uh, I, I actually when I first 
got here. Uh, my wife's family stay in Jinyong, but I got my first job in Jiangyu. And then, so I stayed there for a year. And then when I finished uh, my contract there, I went to Jinyong. And then I did a year there, and now, yeah, now I'm kind of... Did you guys get married in Korea? Or? Yeah, yeah, we got married in Korea. Yeah. Okay. And Ben, wherever you live. Just Pochan, Kime, and Busan. Most of the time in Kime. That's how I met Jose. I don't remember exactly. I think it was probably just we both got drunk and we were just talking about, it. hey man, what do you what do you like to do? What's your hobby? I play music. Ah, me too, man. All right. <laughs> hey, we should jam. And usually that happens a lot, right? People, oh, let's jam sometime, man. But we actually did. We actually did. And we've been doing it. I right, still so. like to get drunk. How about that? How huh? about that? Hey, here we are. <laughs> All right. So speaking of jamming and playing some music, let's uh, check out one of your songs. You're going to play some live tunes here in the studio. So let's check out Barriers by No English. Alright 
So that was Barriers by No English. No English are playing at Next Bar on Saturday, December 10th. So make sure you come by on that day around 10.30 p.m. Check them out. Anybody else playing with you guys? Or yeah, oh, possibly. Yeah. We have an opener. Yeah, uh, Daniel Dubois. Mm-hmm. Is Daniel playing Dubois. A great uh, fingerstyle uh, guitar player and vocalist, songwriter, is uh, going to do a set before we do. So we're looking forward to hearing his stuff uh, as much as playing our own, really. Mm. So, Barriers, so that was your own song? That's yeah, Ben's. I wrote that uh, ben. the first year I was living in Pochun, and uh, it's about my co teacher, and, and, and uh, I guess kind of that's where I got it from. It's just uh, kind of like, yeah, anybody who spent time in Korea, you know, there's language barriers, there's cultural barriers, there's just all kinds of uh, things that uh, happen, so you just have to ne- negotiate those. Okay. Somewhat successfully sometimes, and sometimes <laughs> less successfully. My co-teacher, she used to, uh, she just sort of stopped talking to me about halfway through the year, and she would just write me these angry letters that I would get. <laughs> I've, got, I've still got them on email, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and it was just like a list of grievances against me, like, you you know, you didn't take out, the, you know, the trash in your in your in our classroom and it started to smell bad that's on me that was a bad one and uh, I thought there was a custodian you know in the states they got a janitor he comes he empties the trash you know they, they didn't have that you got to take it out yourself or uh, what else oh I sometimes I whistled or I would sing in the hallway and it would disturb other teachers so a lot of rookie mistakes you know yeah like even for me the South Africa we don't really recycle we don't need to and uh, yeah, it was tough getting into the recycling kind of thing. And it was, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't really like it at all. No. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. <laughs> but okay. no, no, obviously now I'm used to it. But, you know, in the beginning, I didn't really. Well, yeah. Why is it not, not necessary to recycle in, in South Africa? Well, Africa? it's just, you know, if you, if you buy a box of cookies, it's it's generally like we our products just don't have that much plastic. It's just the way it is yeah, yeah if you if you buy a box of cookies it's just plastic 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 what about bottles and no. cans there's so many barriers uh, to get to your product yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like uh, bottles and cans like these days uh, people are slowly getting into it but uh, still most people it's just you know we, we just don't do it we don't need to yeah, the country's clean enough <laughs> alright Quinn so what <laughs> I don't give a shit about recycling and all that kind of shit. So, but it was tough for me to get into. They do do it here. I don't know how honest it is, or you know. It's all right, man. It's all right. right. We'll we'll get it. Wednesdays is recycling in Korea for those who want to know, but. Whatever. <laughs> They're just dumping. In South Africa ocean. apparently don't recycle, so you can send in the hate as much as you want. Right no, now. no, like I'm all for it. It's tough. You're, you're gonna get you, messages. You're gonna get letters from the, the uh, South African uh, Ministry of Culture. You're yeah, all that's you're, okay. Yeah, yeah, you're all for it, but apparently yeah. South Africa don't recycle. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, Quinn. When did you first get into music in terms of playing? Like, around what age were you when you started playing the bass? Was bass the first instrument that you started yeah, playing? Yeah, yeah. Ba- bass was the first. I Actually, my, my father played bass. and then That's all they have in South Africa? They can't recycle them. No guitars, no drums. Oh, no, no, we, we, got, we got all that. Don't worry. It's but, like um, the Spinal Tap video. <laughs> all bass. <laughs> Big bottom. <laughs> 
No, um, I actually started around 14, and yeah, I actually I got hooked on it quite quickly. Yeah. So yeah. last year? No, oh, when I was 14. That was probably about 12 years ago, right? So, um, yeah, then, uh, yeah, I, I used to practice maybe seven hours a day, four or seven hours a day. Really? Yeah. yeah I, was, so into I really it. got hooked into it, yeah. Who, who are some of your, like, influences, like... Mostly American bands. I, I well, yeah, I was really into. Obviously, as a bass player, as Red Hot Chili Peppers. There was Guns N' Roses. I really enjoyed. Yeah, the the eighties, the rock and roll guys. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Guns N' Roses, eh? Yeah. Bassist, really? So Duff. Yeah, Duff. Duff, Duff was Duff uh, in, yeah. a, a bass player you're into. I was thinking more. Well, well more, more into the, the the sound and yeah, I was some, some of like, the good riffs. Maybe yeah. I was gonna guess Sting or. Oh yeah, definitely Sting is definitely there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but there, there's a whole lot. I mean, when you go to more the jazz side, obviously there's Jaco Pistorius, there's Victor Wooten. You know, Victor Bailey, and it just goes on. But yeah. are there any famous South African non-recycling spaces? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, not really. No, not really. Uh, uh, no, not really. Not at the moment. Not that I know of. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> but they all at least they don't recycle anyway. <laughs> And fuck me. <laughs> and Jose, what age did you start? You, you you play a variety of different instruments, yeah. right? And you recycle. They're all recycled. <laughs> They're all recycled. No. Because <laughs> in Mexico, we do have recycling. You see, uh, what the fuck in South Africa? They don't do shit, apparently. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. All right. um, my, 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 my introduction to music was at a very early age, uh, at the age of three. Okay. Uh, at that time, we were living in Mexico City, and uh, my parents were like, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, hippies in some sort of way. And uh, I got introduced to Latin American instruments. One in particular is called Nikena, which is a flute out of South America uh, from the Andes region. And back in those days, uh, 1970s, I don't know how much you guys know about in Latin American history, but um, that, that instrument was banned mm-hmm. to, to be played because... At the time, there was so much upheaval in that area. And, you know, Chile, Pinochet, and things like that. And um, the Kenna was a symbol, uh, a popular symbol. Uh, and it, and it, got, it got dragged into politics. I'm obviously not going to get into politics, so I'll just leave that there. But that's the first instrument that I heard my, my dad playing, and he played it really well. And I just got drawn to it. And then, uh, so I started playing that when I, was, when I was about, you know, four or five years old. And then once we arrived in Canada, and then I was in middle school in you know, Canada, and I was introduced to all the bands and all that stuff that goes on there. And I wanted to get... Canada who do recycle. They, we do recycle there too, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, we, we have an ample recycling system there. And it's a non-politicized recycling system as well. Right. <laughs> but then I got into, uh, I played horn, saxophone, for about five, six years. And then uh, then from there, I sold the sax. And then I got myself a bass and a guitar and, and a drum kit. And so I started playing all that stuff. And I got a band in high school. And yeah, I got, you know, I got the girl, that sort of stuff. That's what I was into. Just music, girls, that's all. And so percussions was... Maybe like the later, yeah. The that, was, that, was, that, was like, yeah that was the last one. That was the last one. That was the last one. And uh, yeah, and then I just learned how to play all of that well. 
you know, mm -hmm. to my liking. And uh, so I was able to play with a lot of different bands after, even after I graduated from high school, I went to university and whatever I needed to do. If I needed to do drums, I'd go to drums. If I needed to go to bass, go to bass guitar, blah, 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 what have you. And that's how it all got started. And who were some of your influences musically? Number I'll one. Obviously, you said your, your dad. Yeah, absolutely. My dad from that point of view. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, Sting, number Sting. one. Yeah. Love, love that guy. Mm -hmm. I, I think he's uh, one of the most elegant, simple, and effective bass players, musicians out there. So when I was playing bass, I used to just listen to Sting over and over and over again and copy the lines and, and do stuff like that. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. But again, like Quentin said, there's so many different styles. Like, you know, if you like jazz, which I do like jazz. If you like funk, if you like rock, if you like prog, if you like, you no, know, anything. There are people in each one of those areas that are just like the most amazing musicians in that genre. So you follow that and you, you listen to them. And so hopefully some of that will trickle in, you know, maybe you will get good at it. You know, maybe you won't, but if you listen to it enough, some of it will trickle in. So that's what I did. And I just started copying and then emulating my own things. All right, cool. And so Ben, who's from the USA, another country that recycles. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Barely. Or pretend to, anyway. Paper and I'm glass. Gonna... Paper and glass, boy. That's it. Paper and glass. <laughs> Maybe some plastic. <laughs> Maybe some plastic. Depends on the place. California, more so. Arkansas, probably less so. Now I'm going to be getting messages from the Arkansas border culture. And... Some of the U.S. recycles, anyway. Yeah. But uh, definitely a lot more than South Africa. <laughs> 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 so Ben what age were you when you picked up your first instrument would you say well I used to uh, we used to have these family camping trips and we'd go to a place called Laurel Mountain which is outside of Pittsburgh and uh, we'd sit around a campfire and you know my parents uh, my dad would play guitar and my grandmother would sing and uh, I used to have this really little toy guitar that I would just bang away on I had no idea what I was doing so that I, I guess that might qualify if not uh, maybe middle school Mm -hmm. I uh, got my first guitar in middle school and uh, started playing from there. So, so middle school, not to give away your age or nothing like that. So would have been, we're, we're talking about what? About 20 years ago. I was going to say five. <laughs> <laughs> so 20 years ago. 20, yeah. So is guitar pretty much the only instrument that you heavily got involved with? I can bang out some really mean boogie-woogie chords on the piano. Bump, 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 bump. I can do that. That's piano? On the piano, yeah. All right. And a little well, organ, you know, you can just... Da, da, you know, you just get the chords and uh, xylophone. I actually hate most woodwind instruments, especially the ocarina. The xylophone is not a wood instrument, though. <clears throat> xylophone? Did you say xylophone? Yeah, I said xylophone. I wasn't. I'm sorry. I'm only half listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was just bringing that up because it's exactly. It's, said, a, it's uh, the same as the piano. I thought you right? said so piccolo or something. If you can, pl if you can play the piano, no, he you said can the, play the, the xylophone. He said the kazoo. He said the kazoo. Yes. Okay, so yeah. that's a wood. Well, it's not really. <laughs> it's actually. It's, a, it's like a wax paper wind. <laughs> the instrument I was talking about is actually made from recycled bottles. <laughs> Where you put like a different level of water in each. Something South Africa doesn't know about. Man, did you ever fuck yourself with that? <laughs> anyway, Ben, who are some of your influences? 
that played recycled <laughs> instruments. I have an influencer who has a South African connection. One of my first uh, okay. uh, artists that I really played a lot of his music was Dave Matthews, actually. And Dave Matthews, He's yeah. got a South African connection. Uh, I that was that shows a, our generation gap. It does, he's, yeah. a, he's a pariah now in a lot of people's minds, yeah. Yeah. He was definitely, uh, I was quite old when he started coming around. Or not quite old, but probably around your age now. He's a, he's a good musician, but I, I think that he got so associated with, like, uh, frats and sort of bro yeah. uh, culture it. fans that people started to just kind of walk away. But there's a lot of great music there. Definitely think he's good, yeah. So. Kind of do a bit of acting there, too. Did he? I, I didn't He was I in House MD. He played the savant, I think. But uh, definitely plays music a lot better. So he's great. So again, speaking of music, let's uh, check out another song from you guys, which is called "The Evangelist." That's right. And the song is written by uh, Every, everything. Ben's written everything. Uh, I was going to guess at least somebody who recycles. Well, no, no, the, the, the unrecycler, <laughs> unrecycler doesn't. No. <laughs> he does. He does right, but uh, re- not on the program tonight. <laughs> he recycles now. That's all that matters. So this is the Evangelist by No English, who are at Next Bar on December tenth, Saturday around ten thirty. So check them out and uh, enjoy the song. Come 
So that was uh, Recyclist by <laughs> No English. No, sorry. Uh, what was it called? Uh, the Evangelist. Jesus. It's called The Evangelist. It's a Evangelist just, written by Ben. Written by me. It's about. Um, it's about if when I was in a really small town in Korea. Uh, a lot of people from the different churches would come up to me and try to invite me to come to their church. And it seemed like every church tried to pick the prettiest girl that attended that church to come and talk to me to get me to come to the church. Uh, except for one, there was just a really old Ajima. <laughs> but uh, that, was, uh, that was it. So I just started thinking about the sort of interplay between you know the uh, religion but also the uh, the ambassador for that religion in a lot of the same way that people you know the companies will pick the most beautiful woman to you know sell their product all right so that was no english who are at next bar on december 10th or yeah december 10th right yes. saturday december 10th probably around 10 30 p.m they'll have an opening band who is somebody daniel oh, dubois solo. He's, a solo he's a great man. solo a finger style and uh, a, a vocalist and songwriter so a lot of great uh, tunes from him do you know where he's from he's yeah he's from uh, boston mass so that's december 10th and next bar and i'm gonna ask uh quentin uh no, I'm going to ask who's. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll ask It's starting you. to sound a lot uh, like the old boycotts of the 80s here. Do you, do you find working and living here in Korea, does it, do you find you have a little more time than maybe you would back in South Africa in terms of exploring your music? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's actually, Korea is actually a very comfortable country to live in, especially to work as well. Um, obviously, more than South Africa. And yeah, so obviously I'm married now and I got a kid, so you know, these days it's, it gets tougher, but yeah, I still manage to find some good quality house to spend on the music, so yeah, it's all good. Good quality, what? Good quality time with oh, the music. I think yeah. you're good quality ass. <laughs> Was it just me that heard that? Or? No, no, no. You know, maybe at the beginning, well, like he said, his girlfriend was from Korea. And so, I mean, maybe some conscious leader or something there. Just, I don't know. All right. So, uh, Jose, how about you? Do you find living here and working in Korea, whatever you do, I'm assuming you teach here and there, but do you find you have more time, say, living in Canada or Mexico? To pursue your music. See, now, now I'm afraid to say anything because I think you're just <laughs> waiting to roast somebody else right now. I'm not roasting anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just spewing out the facts. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah. I, I, in fact, Korea is just a bit too comfortable, to tell you the truth. Okay. Too comfortable. You know, and, and being here for, for you know, what, 14 years I've been here. Mm-hmm. The longer one stays here, the more comfortable it gets. You know, our levels, our levels of responsibilities as teachers are really not that high in comparison to. But I'm not. I'm not talking about comfort in life. I'm. Do you think like working in Korea does it give you more time to pursue sure. your music interests? Sure. Compared to if you're working somewhere. Uh, sure. Sure. Back in North America or Mexico or. Yeah. 
No, I, in fact, the only problem with it is that the, the, the number of musicians that you encounter is far less. Mm-hmm. That's the drawback. You know, like we got, like Ben and I, we've been playing for about four years since now. Like, yeah. Yeah, four years. And I met Quentin about, maybe was two months ago? Two months ago, yeah. And, you know, and I, I, I ran. I ran to Ben and I said, like, man, Ben, you got to check this guy out. He plays bass really well, blah, blah, blah. And we really got lucky really got lucky to find somebody as talented and 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 one thing i'll say about quentin man he just fit right in he's he just his sense of humor his style of playing uh he just compliments the band really really well and so you know like yeah we're, we're having a laugh and all that but you know in a serious note like we really got lucky on that and we're really happy when we rehearse we, we always have a great time and you know we're always going at each other even you know i kind of feel I'm not going to mention recycling, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 thanks, man. It's yeah. uh, likewise. As well. it, it has been even really tough for me to meet other musicians. Uh, I've played in a couple of Korean bands, uh, but obviously, you know, it's tough with the language and the things. And yeah, it's just hard to know, like, what's going on. And yeah. It's it's been good, yeah. It's really, yeah. yeah really I'm, I'm, you guys, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky too. So yeah, thanks, man. So to answer your question, yes, there's a lot more time. There's a lot more time to to, to pursue your music. Absolutely, absolutely. Ben, do you feel the same way? Do you have more opportunity to strum your guitar? In theory. In theory. In theory, but I have to say, probably it ends up being just longer times napping. Or uh, depending on, you know, I've been here for about uh, six years. And, you know, there's been a period for every time. Uh, there's been a period for uh, more time for drinking, more time for hiking, more time for playing guitar, more time for, you know, chasing girls. Uh, there's definitely more time. But uh, I don't trust myself to use that time very profitably. Well, I'm that's honest. the nature of the game. Isn't it, though? Yeah. When you have more time to do something that you want to do or should do. You don't like you don't yeah especially like taking plastic bottles out to the end of the it's not so it. hard it's I just do it. the problem is do it. there's there's this adjective. you don't even recycle motherfucker what are you talking about i don't yeah i do I, oh sorry Claire. i'm not gonna fucking bring that shit up again yeah i actually i i have an environmental engineering degree is one of one of my degrees <laughs> true. That just makes you a fucking plonker now, it's doesn't true. it? And there, there's no point in recycling. So oh, yeah. South Korea got it right. Or South Korea. South, Korea. South Africa had it right. South so, South Korea have some things right, but maybe not that. But yeah. Recycling bullshit <laughs> I did hear that it was just really down cycling that it just slows the rate at which you throw things away but it doesn't really especially in long the term. States. yeah it doesn't do anything long term no it's just different different landfills yeah. but anyway so let's get off recycling for uh, <laughs> well, you gotta roast them back I don't recycle I actually I don't recycle and I actually just throw my garbage out the window. <laughs> That's what our ancestors used to do. That's what our ancestors did. I order, I order food from like Kimbo Jungu. You just got beer all over your table. Kimbo. But, 
they uh, deliver the food and you know how you put the dishes outside? No, oh, yeah. I just open the window and throw, throw the plate out. Oh, man, that's good. Shit. But, uh, so anyway, we were, we were talking about, yeah, you have more free time in right. Korea. It's a curse and it's a blessing, right? For everybody, I would say. it's a. It can be a blessing if you're <laughs> focused and motivated and which healthy. Which nobody is. And which very few. I've met a few. I worked with a guy who was. but uh, Yeah, he's the, not here now. He's not he? here now. No, yeah, he's so, off being focused up, and motivated focused. somewhere else. <laughs> and making good money doing it. So uh, this is No English. We're at Next Bar on December 10th. Around 10.30 p.m. after some uh, other... Guy Daniel Dubois, Daniel Dubois, the, the legend, my the, boy, the myth, Daniel, the hero. So I'm uh, just looking at my TV here and I uh, thought, yeah, screens. That's one of your songs, yes. It is. I'm guessing not written by you. No, no, written by. This, this is another one about me. Uh, about my. <laughs> about me. It's about me. Fuck the band. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> It's uh, everything. Everything's about you. I came up with the progression. You know, sometimes if you're teaching a class, especially if it's elementary, uh, you don't need your entire uh, brain to teach that class. So sometimes I'd find that about seventy-five percent of my brain would just drift off, and I would be, you know, repeating pronunciation from words. You know, the human tape recorder type deal. And then the, the other side of my brain was thinking of a chord progression, and that's uh, where this all started. All right. So this is screens by No English. Thank you. 
All right, so that was Screens by No English, which consists of a South African, a Mexican, slash Canadian, slash Pennsylvania, USA. Pennsylvania, I like that. A Trumpian. No. No. Uh, uh, I draw the not, line there. We're not going to go there. Fuck that. Uh, although, you're not far off geographically. Anyway. Anyway. So Screens, that's No English, who are in next bar. Saturday, December 10th, around 10.30 p.m. I hope everybody out there listening comes by. They're worth checking out. It's a music camera. (laughs) That might be uh, uh, Quinn's wife. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) That's the (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, this is going in the air. Careful, you say that. Yeah, I know. It has to happen. If I, if I had to bet, she's calling you to remind you to take out the recycling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. (laughs) But then again, I think it's Wednesdays in Korea. Maybe not. Got a couple more days. (laughs) He's suffering. It's it's so good. It's so good. Six missed calls. Seven missed calls. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, right. so no English. I have a couple of questions. I have a question for Jose. Yeah. Seeing that you've been here so long, mm-hmm. you know, similar to me, you've obviously played with a lot of different people over the years. People come and go and come and go. And now you're with a pretty good crew other than environmental issues. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I feel a question coming here. <laughs> I haven't received it yet, so go on. <laughs> uh, I was just going to ask, is it, like, is it tough, like, you know, playing with some... I imagine you played with, like, a lot of great musicians in the past. Is it tough seeing people leave, or do you consider it a blessing getting to play with so many different people? Well, I'm not sure if they're related, but, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I've been lucky with Ben. That I've been playing, been able to like this is the longest time that I've played with anybody here in Korea for sure. Or actually, in in my lifetime. Yeah, I've seen Ben and you guys play at various places like mm. BK House in the past. Yeah, and um, I haven't seen you play in, except for last time and next. Right. Right, and so uh, again, like as I said earlier, we're really like I'm, I'm ecstatic. I mean, I, I talked to Ben about this, and he's really happy too. But I'm just I'm all over it having Quentin on board uh, because you know I, I, a lot of times when we're playing, this is I'm going to ask you a question uh, about playing with other people, but I just want to say the following: um, I've learned to play the bass a long time ago, and uh, I, I, that's my forte, the bass. So having somebody miles miles better than me play something that I really enjoy playing is so sweet and watching some of the things that Quentin does it's just like how the, how the fuck do you do that dude so it's it's nice that way now to answer your question uh, you know I played people like Stu you remember Stu mm-hmm. I just saw him in the UK last summer and uh, great musician amazing musician but what I miss most is hanging out with Stu doing the rehearsals with Stu or having a drink with Stu or just, just chilling out the music came by itself we didn't have to worry about it uh, because he he loved what he does and I love what I do. And when you have musicians like that, this is the this is the the part that hurts a little bit actually. When you find somebody that really enjoys what they do, 
when you get together, you're not jamming. It's not jamming anymore. You're actually creating something. You want to get to a certain place. You want to create something that's original. Or if you want to do a cover, but cover it well. And um, and this is how this is how I met Quentin again. Uh, we were talking at, at, at a bar in Gime, and we were just exploring. You know, hey, what do you know? What do I know? And blah blah blah. And we just hit a point where like, okay, I know you can play. You know, I can play. And I told him like, you should join us. And he said, yeah, let's, let's give it a try. So like, yeah, I don't want to give it a try really. I want to uh, make something happen, some some something that we all enjoy. Not serious, because serious is some, something different, but just something that we all enjoy. And uh, when everybody's doing something that they enjoy, it's not homework anymore. It's not you're not getting together just to figure things out. You're getting together to create something original, and that's what I really wanted to do. And I've been doing that with Ben uh, for four years, and. Um, Thankfully, he hasn't laughed or I haven't laughed. But yeah, watching people go through like the, the various people that I've played with over the years, yeah, it gets it gets tough because you get to a point where you have achieved something, you have a set or a few sets or some originals, and then oh shit, dude, I gotta go. Hmm. Yeah, really, that's it. Now that we just like got to the place we wanted to get, and now you have to leave. Oh, all right. Well, but the friendships last. Right? Yeah. So that's that's nice. That's nice. So it, it all works out in the end. And I know, like, for this band, uh, we're going to keep in touch until... You know, all right. So, and for each of you, do you find living in Korea is more an opportunity to pursue your music? Like, if you were back home, would you be playing live gigs in a random band? I think for me, it's uh, definitely... A, a good place to to meet people you know for me it's also I've, I've grown as a musician a lot in terms of maturity uh even skill um you know even for example even this band uh playing with jose and ben it's uh you know jose is a very good ear for music like uh you know these small little things uh you know bringing a slide here or take a pause here things like that it's really good and ben's songwriting is it's really really special you know mm. it's it's actually you know it's ben's style and yeah so for me obviously if i stayed in south africa i, I would have never been had this opportunity to actually expand uh <clears throat> my my point of view or have that experience with, with these different kind of musicians from different parts of the world. So absolutely, Korea is a great place for that, meeting new people. And, you know, if you are into music, uh, meeting musicians from different parts of the world and, like, putting something together, it's really special. Yeah, what I originally meant was, like, living in Korea, there's obviously a lack or less number of musicians that you can play with. Right, yeah. So when you do, do you find that you have more opportunity to not showcase, but become part of a band and play live gigs? It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard uh, because you're right. It's, it's not just that there's a lack of musicians. I find that I meet a lot of different people that play music, but just like in any country, if you're back home, not everybody necessarily gels together. And then on top of that, people have different things. People are leaving. I mean, even outside of music, you know, you say goodbye to friends here every year. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's a rare thing for things to coalesce in, in a way uh, that's that's cool like it has here. 
uh, with Jose and Quentin. Uh, we should mention, too, by the way, that Quentin uh, has his own website and has got his own uh, uh, solo bass uh, thing going on. What, what's, the, what's the website? Yeah, it's uh, QuentinYoungMusic.com. Yeah. So everybody should check that out. What is it, Quentin? Youngmusic.com. Young that's that, that's a Y-O-U-N-G. And Jose... I, I think people got young spelt right. They <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so might, might be doing the Korean uh, young. Quentin, <laughs> Quentin. You never hear about us spelling Quentin. It's Y-E-O-N-G, you know. Yeah. You oh, well, it's Quentin, it's with an I-N. Q-U-I-N-T-I-N. Quentin Young Music. Or you can just look it up on Facebook or YouTube. It's there. Yeah. And of course, Jose, in addition to being a great musician, has also got a, a photography uh, uh, enterprise as well. Where, where can we check out some of your photographs, Jose? Uh, you can check out my portfolio at uh, JFL Studio slash. No, sorry, let's start again. Uh, JFL Studio, yeah, JFL Studio slash Zenfolio.com. There you go. All right, so Quentin is QuentinYoung.com. QuentinYoungMusic.com. QuentinYoungMusic.com. So people can get in touch with you by right. hooking up there or on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook or YouTube. It's that too. Twitter, no. Twitter's there too, yeah. Twitter's there too. Yeah. <laughs> Jose, how, people, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, well, you, you, they can go to my photography website. That would be nice. I'd get some feedback on that. So that would be uh, JFL Studios slash Zenfolio.com. Or I'm also on Facebook. Really? I, I, well, I, 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 I couldn't find the reason, the, the, reason why, the reason why I paused is because it's actually really hard to find me. Because my name is Jose Lopez. It's like that's your John Smith. You know, like you type in Jose Lopez, you're going to get a couple of foul. Mm. You know, so like, okay, well, good luck with that. But I'm, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Ben Ben's also got some things on uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, it's, yeah, it's all, all the originals. It's originals, right? I, I, yeah, I recorded a just a, a live radio show with a good friend CJ Young, who's in New York now, percussionist uh, and multi instrumentalist. My, my stuff is uh, with him is up on SoundCloud, and if you look up uh, Ben Getkin, it's B E N, and then a very few Getkins in this world is G E T K I N. Uh, you'll find uh, our set from uh, uh, our uh, radio station performance. Okay, cool. So, and if people want to get in touch with you, uh, you can send me a message uh, on SoundCloud or look me up on Facebook. It's Ben G E T K I N. There's uh, Quentin's. Uh, yeah, it's the wife again. Sorry. Wife <laughs> uh, and uh, and if and if if not, you can look me up on uh, Gmail. Uh, Begetkin at Gmail dot com. All right. Once again, I'm Scott from the Chang Wanner. You can uh, you can contact anything on Facebook with Chang Wanner or Twitter Chang Wanner email Chang Wanner. Anyway, so this is No English. You can see them on Saturday, December 10th, around 10.30 p.m. And uh, I'll be there. I hope to see everybody else Sweet. out there. Cool. Yeah, no, Scott, thanks, thanks, thanks for having us. Thanks man. for coming by. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot. We'll, we'll, we'll see everybody on December 10th. Sounds great. And we're going to close things out with one of, another song written by Ben. Yeah. That's right. What's the song name? This one's called The First Conviction, and uh, I wrote it about uh, a time that I had to run away from the police. So 
There you go. <laughs> All right. You know why he was running away from the police, right? Uh, because he wasn't recycling. Because he wasn't recycling. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> anyway, this is no English. Thanks for stopping by, and everybody get out on December 10th to check them out on Next Bar. Thanks Cheers. for tuning in, Thank and you. tune in next time for our next episode. Tank Warner Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.